Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we are going to be talking about a very important subject, um, a subject that really affects all of us in the HD community um, as we have to deal with it um, some way or another, uh, and that is diagnosis and then um, disability and applying for um, disability going through that process. Um, So today I'm going to share with you that that I myself have received my official diagnosis um, and I am now going through the process of disability. And so I wanted to share with you guys what it is that I am dealing with um, and how I'm going through this. And already what I have found has been helpful um, in in the hopes that it will help somebody else. Um, So let's get started. We'll start talking about about, um, diagnosis and disability. Um, And I I realize it probably seems like a very scary subject Um, to discuss. It's definitely a change for me. It's a new normal, um, and I've had to accept it, um, but that is how our life is with HD, right? It's adapting to the new normal, um, so that is what I am trying to do. So um, I want to go into a little bit about my diagnosis. Um, You know, I I am gene positive. I um, received my results when I was 20, I'm 37 years old now, and I started noticing some problems um, at work, um, and there were complaints about work performance issues, and I had undergone neurocognitive testing um, six years ago, and so I I wanted to have a baseline. So that's why I did it when I um, initially did my testing you know, six years ago, I I wanted to have that baseline so I would know how I was functioning. And when I started getting complaints at work about work performance issues and I noticed that I was having a really hard time with some executive function issues, um, for example, you know, being able to complete a task um, and prioritize and organize things that before I didn't have problems doing, Um, And then I also have been struggling with memory stuff um, in forgetting if I don't have, you know, an alarm going off for me, uh, having multiple things reminding me. Um, It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And, um, you know, word finding issues and things like that. 
So I decided that because I was experiencing these issues and I was getting feedback from work about work for performance issues, um, I decided to go ahead and do neurocognitive testing to see if there were any deficits compared to um, six years ago. And there were. Um, there were some deficits. And so it, it's an indication for me that I am now dealing with HD. Um, so yeah, so I received a diagnosis of neurocognitive disorder um, related to Huntington's disease. And I am now going through the disability process because um, we all know that it doesn't get better, it just gets worse. So um, I just wanted to share that with you guys and, and help you understand kind of where I stand with things. And yes, it's a, a hard thing um, to deal with, but uh, again, it's just a new normal and, and adapting to the new normal. Um, so as I go through this process, I'll definitely give updates. Um, since I'm at the beginning of the process, I kind of just wanted to share some thoughts that have made it easier for me. Uh, and one of those things that I wanted to share is that if you are gene positive and you don't have movements, but you think that you're experiencing symptoms, the cognitive symptoms, you know, behavioral symptoms, I would highly recommend going and getting neurocognitive testing done. Um, it will, you know, even if you do it now, you know, if you're brand new tested and you don't have any symptoms, it's a good idea to get that baseline so that later on down the road when you start experiencing deficits, whether you're aware of them or not, um, they have something that they can compare to to know whether or not those deficits are real. And um, so I highly recommend neurocognitive testing and uh, and using that as a as a way to kind of see where you stand. Um, neurologists are great, don't get me wrong, but you know, if you're not dealing with the movements yet, but you are dealing with cognitive symptoms, then you don't really need the neurologist so much. You need that neurocognitive side of things, this neuropsychologist. So um, I highly recommend doing that. It also has been really great because they're able to put into words the things that um, I can't articulate to dis for for disability. So I'm able to, you know, when they ask, well, what symptoms are you experiencing when you go to apply for disability? You have a medical document that you can say, this is what I'm experiencing, instead of having to work so hard to get it all out of what you're experiencing. Um, not to mention, it, it's kind of a requirement for um, disability to have those medical records. So um, it makes it really easy to just be able to have that in hand and hand it over to them and say, you know, here you go. Um, this explains it a lot better than I can. Um, so yeah, uh, that's been very helpful. Um, I actually have, one of the things that we did with my dad when we were applying for disability for my dad is we referred to the advice and documents that Phil Hart and the HD community um, provided to us 
and he had a guideline of stuff that you need to send. Basically, you know, you put a whole packet together that you send um, with your paperwork for disability. So one, they're educated on what HD is and they have everything that they need. Go ahead and send the medical records specifically. So I kind of went by that because my dad was able to get his diagnosis or his disability, I'm sorry, um, he was able to get his disability the first time around. Um, for those who have not been through the disability process, um, it's not common to get disability approved the first time around. I'd say 95% of the time you get denied the first time and you have to redo it um, sometimes multiple times before um, you're able to get approved for disability. So we really, you know, didn't struggle with dad because we went by exactly what Phil Hart had mentioned or had, had recommended and it worked very well for us and my dad was able to get disability the first time around. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, because I'm following that same path of having information up front, you know, I mentioned even in my paperwork that um, Huntington's disease is on the compassionate allowance list um, in case, you know, the caseworker doesn't know that because um, you got to realize like they're dealing with a ton of things so they may not have the time to research as much as we'd like uh, better to have the information there for them um, so anyways having that information right in your packet um, to make it a little bit easier uh, for your case manager who's reviewing is very helpful uh, the other thing I want to point out is when you're doing disability without movements you're not doing disability, you're not doing um, uh, for, for Huntington's. Um, you're actually going to be doing it for the diagnosis that they give you for the cognitive stuff. So like mine is neurocognitive disorder related to Huntington's. And so the, you know, because if you go look at the criteria that they use for Huntington's, you look at it and you go, oh my God, there's no way that I would qualify because I don't have movements. It's all based on movements. Um, yes, we're, we still have not gotten that updated uh, per the, when I looked um, in the past couple months. But if you look at neurocognitive disorder, that is where it falls under the rest of it, um, you know, to be able to get your disability uh, that you're experiencing. So realize, like, you're not going into it like, oh, I'm getting a, a disability for a diagnosis of just Huntington's because, I, you know, if you don't have the movements, you're not going to get it. Put in there the actual diagnosis from the doctor. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got choked up there for a second. Uh, so you're going to put the actual diagnosis from the doctor of that cognitive disorder. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, I got choked up for a second. Anyways, that's also very helpful. Um, you also want to make sure that if you're experiencing other things, other medical conditions, go ahead and put that in there because it's going to help. <clears throat> 
it's going to help to have, you know, them understand everything that you're going through and you're dealing with, um, such as if you have a chronic pain syndrome. <clears throat> Let me get some water. Such as if you have a chronic pain syndrome or um, something else that limits you, like a fatigue syndrome. A lot of people don't realize that there's fatigue related to HD. There is. Our brains work harder to be able to function at a normal level, which makes us a lot more tired. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, those are things that you definitely need to put into your, you know, into your stuff. Um, tell them everything that you're dealing with. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been experiencing that's brand new for me and I've never experienced before is a kind of sensory overload. And um, where I hit this wall and I can't think any further and, like, I have to lay down when it happens. Um, it's been a new experience for me, not something I've ever had to deal with. So um, I did put that in there because I wanted them to know. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, I highly recommend um, just having very detailed records and and making sure to include whatever medical record you need with your diagnosis, whether it's from a neurologist or from the neuropsych people. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention for you guys is just be patient. Realize that the process is not overnight. It takes a while. Um, there is this gap of time between quit working to being able to receive your disability benefit and it's hard. Um, it's hard to be in that gap and um, trying to find ways to survive. So, um, you know, be prepared to, um, to search out the resources you need to, um, you know, talk to the people that you need to, to be able to survive that gap period uh, as, as you transition um, from working to disability. I do have to say that um, where I had been stressing and working so hard to make, you know, I was sitting there and I, I was like, man, I don't understand why I was so tired trying to work so hard when I'd never had the problem before. And um, it's the stress of, of trying to function at a level that I wasn't functioning at anymore. And to be able to kind of sit back and say it's okay for for me to not function at that level was really hard because I'm not that person. Um, <laughs> I always try to push myself, but I had to sit there and tell myself it's okay and uh, and that I can't continue to expect to be functioning at a level I'm not at in it anymore. And uh, so have some grace for yourself. Therapy is a great thing. I, you know that I've always talked about therapy being important. Um, it's even more so um, important as you go through this process because not only are you dealing with, um, you know, the, the stressors of of applying for disability and waiting to see and 
the denials or approvals and all of that, but you're also dealing with the fact that you're at a new normal. And it's a, it's a lot to deal with, and it's a lot to finally, you know, accept. Um, I think there's a lot of fear um, that goes around. And so if I can help in any way, if I can give advice in any way, um, I am here to help you guys. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert. I don't know everything about disability Um I'm going through the process myself, um, but we did go through the process for my dad as well, and we were successful in getting his disability, you know, the first time around. So um, if I have any tips and tricks that I can help you guys with, then I'll certainly share them with you. Um, you know, that is that is the point of, of this podcast is to help you guys. So um, as my journey continues with this, then I will continue to update you guys and, um, you know, support you guys and, um, you know, receive support in return. And we'll uh, we'll all deal with this journey together because that's kind of what we're doing. We're all we're all at different spaces, but we're all having to go through similar things. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. And um I hope to talk to you next week, um, and I hope everybody had really good holidays um, and got some great stuff and that you were able to survive okay, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely dealing with the, uh, it's what is the holiday hangover is what my husband calls it, <laughs> um, on top of uh, the the uh, anniversary of my dad's death is coming up on the 12th. So um, a lot going on right now emotionally for me as well as dealing with everything else in my life. So um, my thoughts are with you guys. And until next time, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. 